Well, I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade, a rosary on the road. I don't have any special intentions in the inbox today, uh, but I encourage you to change that. Send your prayer intentions in to requests at protonmail.com. That's Decade, D-E-C-A-D-E, requests in the plural, at protonmail.com. And without sounding too much like I'm doing one of those telethons where I'm asking people to call in and all of that stuff. This is an opportunity for you. If you have an intention, if you're struggling with something, and it's not just the, I want the Daily Decade to pray for me sort of feeling. If you have any kind of intention, that you're, any kind of thing that you're struggling with at all, the power of prayer is a great power. And we have gathered an audience, albeit it's not a huge audience, but we have an audience, and they're willing to lend their prayers to your needs. Do we have saints in the audience? I don't know that I, I don't know I'm a good enough person to be attracting saints to this thing. Uh, I don't know that I have any words of wisdom that a saint would need to hear. Uh, I don't know that I have any words of wisdom that a sinner would need to hear, but all that's beside the point. We have priests in the audience. I know that. We have at least one occasionally. And we have all sorts of people that are listening in, all praying along. Why not take advantage of it? Just something to think about. And I don't say that because I'm getting anything out of it. It's, it really just comes down to, as Christians, we are supposed to do whatever we can to extend uh, the... to manifest our charity, our caritas, our love of God. And this is, the op- this is the way in which those of us who are working on the Daily Decade, and especially me, are able to extend that charity, that love of God, to our neighbor and our fellow Christians. So I, I encourage you to take advantage of it. It's, it's an opportunity for me, it's an opportunity for everybody who's listening, and it's an opportunity for you. So there, the, tele- the telethon spiel is over. We'll move off of that. Today, with no special intention to pray for, I actually think it's appropriate that we pray for an individual that should not surprise anybody that we would be praying for him, given the nature of the podcast. But thus far, his name has not come up. Uh, And that is the uh, current occupant of the throne of Peter in the Vatican. Uh, I, I don't have any statements to make on the on the papacy or the pope or any of that uh, everybody who listens to this knows that I listen to a lot of set of Acantus sources I also listen to a lot of what the SSPX has to put out I'm a big fan of Father Ripperger who's associated with FS- FSSP and of course I listen to Fulton Sheen who was critical of, of the Society of St. Pius X and of the traditionalist movement when it first got going back in the 70s so it, we've got a fair spread of sources uh, influencing what we do at the Daily Decade. But the man in the Vatican right now, who most who Catholics believe is the Pope, I'm sorry for it, for, I, say, I phrase it that way for the studies who are listening in, I know that we all stumble over ourselves to call him the, 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 the man claiming to be Pope or Bergoglio, or even Vicano calls him Bergoglio. But uh, Whatever the case may be, he's claimed a title. He's claimed the name Francis. 
for convenience sake, that's what we're going to call it. Francis has been saying some things that are just weird. I mean, he has been for his entire pontificate, but, but recently some things are really weird uh, and out there. The, the most recent thing that he had to say on the Feast of St. Peter and Paul, it's not something that enrages me, but it really makes me worry about him as a person. And so it seems appropriate to me that for all the Catholics that are listening, and for everybody else too, this is a man who is really deeply in need of prayer. I pray for the intentions of the Holy Father as a Roman Catholic every time I pray my rosary, but uh, it seems to me, based on what he's been saying recently, the last couple of things that have come out, this guy needs prayers in a big way. And uh, I thought it would be appropriate to, since I don't have any intentions to pray for, to uh, invite all of you to join me and, and pray for him, uh, to get a little bit of right guidance uh, that uh, the filial piety of those who are loyal to his office will turn him around, uh, and that he'll experience, as all men must experience, the metanoia, the turning to God, the conversion of heart that is necessary for clear vision to fulfill the will of God because it's pretty clear to anyone watching that that has not happened with this man so I want to pray for him and appropriately it's a Wednesday so I'm going to pray in Latin today is I just I just said that today is a Wednesday we're going to pray in Latin and we are going to pray for the conversion of heart of the current claimant to the papacy, Francis. Not Francis the first, he's just Francis. In omnipotence, if it is spiritus sancti, amen. Pater noster, qui es in celis, sanctificere nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fia voluntas tua, sicur in celo et in terra. Panum nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie, et de midi nobis debita nostris, sicud et nos debitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos ducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amaro. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostri. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostri. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostri. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostri. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. 
Santa Maria Mater Dei. Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostri. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostri. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria Patria, Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicur erat principio, et nunc et semper et seculus seculorum. Salve Regina, Mater Misericordia, Vita Dorcedo et Spes Nostri, Salve. Ad te clamamus, exulis filii evi. Ad te suspiramus, gementes et flentes in ac lacrimarum, vale. Ea ergo, advocata nostra, ilos tuas misericordias oculos ad nos converte. Et Jesum, beatum fructum ventris tui, nobis postoc exilium ostende. O clemens, o pia, o dulce Virgo Maria. Ora pro nobis, Sancta Dei Genetrix, ut digni officiamor permissionibus Christi. Oremus. Pour forth we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Peter, St. Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Chrysogenus, St. Pius V, Pius X, all holy popes and bishops of Rome, we humbly beg thy intercession on behalf of the current claimant of that title, successor of the Apostle St. Peter, that in all his difficulties he may be enlightened by the Holy Ghost, and that he may turn to God and see truth, and publicly confess it, dispelling confusion, clarifying ambiguity, and preaching the true faith, that lost souls may be gathered together into the sheepfold of the Good Shepherd and may be led 
beside the still waters of his heavenly glory. And we ask this intercession in the name of the one head of the church, Jesus Christ, our Lord, God, and Savior, who with the Father and the Holy Ghost liveth and reigneth, one God, world without end. Amen. For all of us in our daily struggles and battles with confusion, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Sacratissimo Coriezu, Zerri Nobis. Sacratissimo Coriezu, Zerri Nobis. Sacratissimo Coriezu, Adveniat Regnum. Nomini Patris, Fidiat Spiritus Sancti. Well, after yesterday, I had some more thoughts uh, that were sort of bouncing around in my head. I don't know that it's enough to, to give a full reflection like I'm used to giving, and fortunately for me, I've got a short time, so I'll be saved by the bell on this one. <laughs> I, uh, I had thought about rehearsing this a little bit in order to get it in under a certain amount of time. I found, though, that when I rehearse these bits, uh, that you can tell because I start to stumble. And I'm trying to remember, well, what did I say there? I had been thinking yesterday, well, we talked yesterday about what was what the reflection was, which was the finding God, seeking and finding God when we're far from Him. And, you know, there's that Protestant uh, image, I guess that's what you would call it, an image, uh, that's very common it called the God-shaped hole. It, it's almost hackneyed to this point. It's so cliche. And it's a... The proposition, for those who are unfamiliar with it, is that we are seeking God and we find other things that don't quite fit. Um, you know, trying to get a, a square peg in a round hole for, as, a, as a sort of analogy. And that it's because we have this God-shaped hole in our heart that can only be filled by Him. It's not a bad analogy. It's a little childish, but it gets the point across. I think it misses something, though, something very important. And that is that when we seek things that are not God, but usually carnality of some sort or another, but also spiritual remedies that are not of God, heathenry, that sort of thing. When we seek those things, it's not that we're failing to, we found something that's the wrong shape to put into this gap, this missing puzzle piece. I think that's a wrong way to think about it. We know scientifically that the dopamine receptors in our brain can get fried. You give them too much to work with and they no longer respond to normal stimuli. For example, if you were a hedonist of any kind, there are certain simple pleasures in life that are, are really quite, are actual pleasures. They, they release uh, uh, pleasurable hormones in your brain and make you happy. Crossing items off a list 
is something like this. It's very simple, uh, completely mundane, uh, maybe even a bit banal, but it makes people happy when you cross items off a list, when you've accomplished things, it's a small sense of accomplishment. If you engage in regular hedonistic activities, which give you big doses of pleasure, you will no longer be able to enjoy these smaller pleasures because your dopamine receptors will be fried. Well, that works on a spiritual level, too. I think the God-shaped hole misses that altogether. And because we were talking about seeking God yesterday, and I didn't get a chance to really kind of work this in, I thought, well, it might be worth a second smaller reflection in the time that I have today because I knew that I'd have some limited time. When we are seeking things that are other than God to solve this problem of restlessness, St. Augustine, our hearts are restless until they rest in thee, O God. When we're seeking other things to solve this restlessness, we're, it's not like we've got a missing puzzle piece and we're going around picking up all these different puzzle pieces from different puzzles and shoving them in that spot to try to complete the puzzle. Rather, what we're doing is we are seeking medicines that numb us to this feeling of pain that something is wrong we are there is something wrong with us sin is wrong with us it is an illness a sickness a kind of cancer even uh, and you know you can get along pretty long ignoring something like cancer a lot of pain and suffering that we associate with cancer patients actually is a result of chemotherapy. Cancer is obviously very painful and causes a tremendous amount of suffering, especially as it gets into its last stages. Uh, but in many way, in many cases, I have a per I have some personal experience with this. You can ignore the disease find ways to numb the pain and just kind of get along while it's content while it continues to be there eating away at things and uh that very that that's that's a much better analogy i think for this so-called god-shaped hole what we're looking for when we when we seek to replace god is not a means to actually replace him but rather a means to numb the very natural metaphysical and spiritual pain that we feel in his absence. When we doubt God, when we're far from God, that causes us pain. And we can choose to numb that pain for a time, you know, you pop a Tylenol, it doesn't last very long. Or we can seek a cure for it. And God is that balm, religion, Christianity, true Christianity and the practice of the faith is the balm that heals that particular illness. And there's a lot of different things that heal the symptoms of the illness as well. Prayer is something that heals a symptom. Sacramentals are something that heals a symptom. All of these things. But the, but the practice of religion, and by that I mean the reception of the holy sacraments and the lived life of Christ, the way, which is uh, the the commandments, the teachings, uh, the uh, the precepts of the faith, the truth, which is the faith itself, and the life, which is the manifestation of the way and the and the truth in ourselves, our lived experience of the faith. These three things are medicines. 
they're actually heal they're actually cures that's I prefer that term it's an older term we call them cures and they are cures because they do cure the illness in us which is sin we can numb the pain associated with our distance from God that exists because of sin or we can heal it altogether and we have to make a choice as to which one we're going to do the reason why the replacements or alternatives to God don't work is not because they don't fulfill the they don't fill a space it's not because they don't fulfill the function they do in a lot of ways you know, he, the reason why hedonists are hedonists is because it does feel good. It does, it, and it does work. You, you can, you can, cocaine gives you a lot of energy. It works. It just doesn't work permanently, and the damage that's associated with it outweigh the, the, uh, the benefits. And it's the same thing with any alternative to God. The costs, the cure is worse than the disease in those cases. They actually make you worse for wear. And what good they do is of limited duration and limited efficacy. You only get one symptom solved here or there, you know. And often they can turn out to be much, much worse in the end. And so for us to seek the healing of God, to be made whole in the sense of health rather than the way that a puzzle might be completed, that's the essence of the practice of our religion. And I know this has been a very short one, but my prayer today, uh, as I come to the end of my journey for the day, is that all of us will find this medicine in our day-to-day -day life, apply these balms to our wounds, and find ourselves wholly healed by the one and the true physician of our lives, which is Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.